Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Galatians chapter 5. Come on, let's get out our Bibles. To Paul's letter to the Galatians, reading from chapter 5 and verse 1. Paul says something to them, the church at the time, who's going through the growing, the building, the the process, if you will, of walking in new life in Jesus. And he says something pretty amazing to them. He talks to them essentially about the danger of their past. So this is uh, Galatians 5 and verse 1. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. He says this, At last, we have freedom. For Christ has set us free. Can I get an amen on a Sunday morning in church? Christ has set us free. We must always cherish this truth. The Apostle Paul says that we always should cherish this truth and firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. I wanna preach a message today with this title, Skipping Baggage Claim. Skipping Baggage Claim. Come on, write the title down. We're a note-taking type of church. Why do we encourage people to take notes? It's because God will speak something to you and as you've taken the notes and written the references down, you might come back to that point later and let that revelation truth sink in. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to sit under the teaching, the authority of your word today, Lord. God, we thank you for these words that the Apostle Paul spoke to the early church about the dangers of going back into what was. But Father, help us today, Holy Spirit, help us today to look forward into everything that God has for us. Lord, we thank you for colonial kids who are in all in worship today. God, we thank you that you're planting seeds of faith. Lord, we thank you you're raising up um, ministers of the gospel In Colonial Kids, Father, we thank you that you're working in their little lives as well. In Jesus' name, and a faith-filled church said, amen. Amen. I've shared, kind of shared this story before, but before I was in ministry, I was in business. And then before I was in business, I was a teenager. And I got this awesome opportunity as a young person, just finished business school, had my Bachelor of Business Administration with a major in marketing. And I was excited about my new career and I believed God for an opportunity and I got an opportunity, an amazing opportunity to become a, uh, I guess like a uh, a representative for a firm, financial firm. And I essentially got given a job that was everything that my now boss didn't want to do. Anyone else get 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 a job like that? From someone you feel like this is a great opportunity to show up on day one, it's like, oh, this is all the stuff that you don't want to do anymore. Okay, cool. Got it. But nonetheless, it was an amazing opportunity and I was excited. And the first day of my job, I had to go on a trip. I had to go on a business trip. Talk about a baptism of fire. This was like day one. Okay, we don't want you to come into the office. We actually want you to go to the airport and go to the airport and jump on a plane and go to Melbourne, Australia, which is in the... Uh, state of Victoria, which is just to the south of where I lived in Sydney. 
And that was going to be my new territory. That was going to be my new market that I was, was, was asked to, to cover those accounts and speak to those customers and whatnot. So day one, literally without knowing anything, I find myself at the airport going on a business trip. And I'd never been on a business trip before. This is the first time I think I was about 20 years of age or thereabouts, literally totally wet behind my ears, had no idea what I was doing, faking it till I made it type attitude. I was all in. But I show up to the airport and I remember everything that I'd understood about travel, so to speak, before that point was a vacation. So I show up to the airport. Sorry, Aaron, I'm just going to put this right here. I show up to the airport with this guy for a two-day business trip. It was really a one-day business trip just with a night, an overnight. And I get out of the taxi and I see my brand new colleagues waiting for me in the terminal, both of which were my my colleagues, but they're also my bosses. I, I had three bosses and two of them were there and they're on the trip and the other one was back at the office taking care of things. But I, I see them up ahead and I'm, I'm all excited. I'm like, this is my moment. I've made it. I've arrived. I'm on my first business trip. So I get my big bag out of the back of the taxi and I start making my way towards my colleagues, my bosses. And then I start to see the look on their faces as I'm coming for our two-day business trip with this bag. And they look at me like, what are you thinking? I'm sure a thought passed through their minds, which is we've hired the wrong guy. This guy is stupid. And I pull up and I put my bag up right there, all proud, all ready, all excited. And my boss says to me, what are you doing? Why did you bring this thing? I didn't know. I didn't understand. And so sure enough, they just start walking in the opposite direction. They go get their nice coffee and banana bread um, and go go to the gate ready their flight while I have to go to the check-in counter and check in my bag. Then it gets better because then we get on the flight and then we take the flight, which is only an hour flight down south town to Melbourne. You can do it easily uh, in one day there and back. And we get into the, the, the gate and we start heading towards transport and I walk out curbside with them thinking, oh, there's going to be like some, something's happening right now. They're getting ready to go. I'm, I'm ready and I'm here. And my boss looks back at me and says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm here with you. And he says, no, you're not. We're going to our first meeting in the taxi. You're going to go back into the building and get your bag from baggage claim. They left me at the airport to go and get my bag. And I get my bag, eventually I find a taxi. I'm already 30 minutes behind them. They're already at their first meeting and I walk in to the first meeting like this. <laughs> and I spent the rest of the day going up and down Collins Street, Melbourne, which is the main road where all the fund managers' offices are, walking in and out of each meeting <laughs> upstairs, into the back of cabs. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know I needed this bag. In fact, it took me a little while, but eventually I got a handle on what I was doing and I can proudly say that 
10 to 15 years later, I changed my ways. And now I'm not in business anymore, but up until when I was, I could go anywhere in the world for a business meeting of multiple days with just this bag. This was my actual bag that I had for years. And Jill would laugh at me as I would leave the house, just stuffed with underwear and <laughs> several sets of clothing, sometimes spare pair of shoes and my documents and everything. And I would head off on my business trip. What did I learn? I learned that you don't need the baggage. And I feel like this is such a good parallel for our Christian lives because what happens is we get our new life in Christ, but then sometimes the mentality is, is we still need the baggage. But what God is calling us to in a new life in Christ is to understand that we don't need any of this stuff, that all the stuff that represents the old way, the old thinking, potentially the old sin and behaviours, that it's just baggage for the journey. And the journey that God has got for you and has you on does not need the baggage of the old life. Can I get an amen in church? So this morning, I wanna talk for a moment about skipping baggage claim. I wanna show you a Greek word that we see in the New Testament that you're gonna hear a lot about today. It's this Greek word, sozo. You can write it down, S-O-Z-O. And this Greek word, sozo, is translated as saved, healed, and delivered. It's the total package that God wants you to have and He wants me to have when it comes to our lives in Him. I'll show you a few verses where we see it. Romans chapter, nine, uh, sorry, Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, then you shall be saved. That word is sozo, translated sozo, saved. I'll show you another one. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 22. But Jesus, turning and seeing her, said, daughter, take courage. Your faith has made you well. That's the word, sozo. And at once the woman was made well, sozo. So we see salvation. Then we see being made well, healing. Look at Luke 8. And those who had seen it reported to them how the man was demon-possessed, had been made well, sozo, he was delivered, delivered from the grip of demon possession. So this word, what does it mean? It means to be saved. That represents your salvation. Can I encourage you? If you say yes to Jesus, if you accept Jesus into your heart as Lord, you are saved. Never allow anyone to question that. You are saved. Okay, that's part of it. And then there's healing, the becoming of now and also into eternity, becoming healed. God has healing for you. And then there's deliverance. You know, we serve a God who delivers people. If you feel captive to something, can I just encourage you? That's now in Christ, not your natural state of being. God's purpose for your life is that He would deliver you from that. And so this word sozo, it encapsulates all of those things of being restored, of being delivered, of becoming whole as a person of God. Why? Because time and time again in the New Testament, we see the Apostle Paul and others write about this new life that we have, this new life, no baggage type life. And I'll show you one verse, one that you'll recognize, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if anyone, 
In the Greek, that means anyone. Everyone, anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So point number one this morning as we step into this, as we skip baggage claim, one thing we've got to understand, okay, number one is this, we all have baggage to deal with. We all have baggage to deal with, but this is what I want to say. It's okay. Maybe no one has ever said that to you before. But if you have baggage to deal with, can I just say this to you? That's okay. You know that old saying that not everyone has everything, but everyone has something? It's the same when it comes to this. Everybody's got something to deal with. (laughs) And if you think you have nothing to deal with, you have something to deal with. It's called pride. But we all have baggage to deal with. Every one of us has baggage to deal with. Paul says, Christ has set us free. We must always cherish this truth. And look at this, and firmly refuse to go back. What does this verse say to me? It says it's possible to go back. That's what I get out of the verse. If he's saying to the Galatians, he's saying, don't go back. That means it's possible to go back, okay? It's possible to go back into the bondage of your past. You can be a Christian and walk back into your past. In fact, you could be a Christian and walk out of the building, out of the airport, so to speak, of your life onto the curbside to walk into your brand new life and then pick yourself up, go back into the building and pick up your bags. But you're not called to. God doesn't want that for you. But we all have baggage to deal with. What baggage are you carrying? What baggage do you still need to deal with? What baggage do you need to leave at baggage claim? Maybe you're the type of person you could say, yeah, Matt, you don't understand my life. Man, I have massive issues. I have big time issues. I have big bags to take care of. Well, I got news for you. Just like at the airport, there's oversized baggage. You know, that little area where when I used to go on surf trips, I'd be so pumped to get to that part of the airport because some guy would take this massive surfboard case off my hands and say, don't worry about it, we got it. It's exactly what Jesus does with your life. He says that oversized baggage, that stuff that's too big, that stuff that's too hard for you to take care of, I'll take it. That was the whole point of the cross so that we could live this brand new life free to do what he's called us to do. But what baggage do you need to leave? Perhaps you're a new believer in here today and you've recently said yes to Jesus and you're like, I don't know yet, I haven't considered. Well, can I encourage you? You're in the best place today. You're at the beginning stages. You can deal with this right now. But we're all called to take care of and leave the baggage of our lives at the cross. Paul clears the air here by explaining that the gospel of grace doesn't need anything else. The gospel of the grace of Lord Jesus Christ, it doesn't need anything else. You don't need to carry that stuff into your future. You don't need to carry this bag into the future of your life, everything that God has for you. But you might be like, oh, what does that actually mean? Well, let me give you some examples of some baggage that we need to deal with in our lives. The first is this, the baggage of sin. I'm talking about premeditated, pre-planned cycles of sin. We need to deal with that bag. What about the baggage of old behaviours, the old way of doing things? There was an old way of doing things that I thought of in the natural, which was to take this massive case and lug it around all different meetings. But I learned that was an old way of doing things. 
but I learnt the new way that God had for me. The baggage of old thinking and mindsets. You know, the, the Word of God and coming to church is going to help you to renew your mind, to literally transform you into the person God's called you to be, which will take care of that baggage and that old thinking and that old mindset. What's another example of baggage? There's the baggage of works. This is a particularly big one because the baggage of works kind of works like this where you feel like, oh, yeah, I am saved, but you know what? I've been walking with Jesus for a little bit and now and you know, I've been doing pretty good and you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start walking around with that baggage of works. And I'm going to let that, that work speak for my salvation. The problem is there's nothing you can do to speak for your salvation. The cross and Jesus speaks for your salvation. You are set free because of Jesus and not because of works. What's another example is the baggage of shame. You know, there are some people, and I, I, love, I love ministering to people. I love working with people as a pastor now. But one thing I see a lot is that people go back into their past and they grab their bag of shame. And you know what I see? I see them walking around with this bag. Oh yeah, it's just so bad what I did. I'm, I'm just gonna take it with me because I feel like if I take it with me, then I, you know, it helps me remember what God has done and turns into this self-righteous, spiritualized thing that really doesn't do anything but cause you pain. That's the baggage of shame. And God is calling us to leave the baggage of shame. What's another one? The baggage of continued sin coming back and saying, I'm just going to keep going back to this thing that I just won't be willing and I'm not going to deal with. God wants you to leave it with Jesus. So number one was we all have baggage to deal with and that's okay, but here's the good news today. Because of Jesus, we are free to leave the bags and go. You know, you're free to leave your bags with Jesus and go. To literally leave them and say, that's it. I don't know those bags anymore. I don't know what they look like. I don't know what they represent. I am not aware. You can live that way because of Jesus. You can literally say, I do not recognize these bags and be free to leave and to go. Here's something cool to think about. Those bags won't even follow you if you don't want them to. You know, if you leave your bags at the airport or they don't make the flight, you know, UPS brings them to your door. That's not going to happen in the spiritual realm unless you let it happen, unless you leave the door open for the enemy to come in. We are free to leave the bags and to go. Go where? Go off into the life that God has called us to live. I love it if you could write, the, write this thought down. Just meditate on, that, on this this week as you're thinking about this message and you're looking at these scriptures. Baggage is restrictive, but freedom is overflowing. You know what I learned when I went to my business meetings that first day? This was really annoying. Getting upstairs, going into busy elevators with my colleagues and I'm like trying to do something with my bag. I'm just like, I look like a moron. Because I was a moron. But I was free to leave. I was just free to, to, to not bring this bag, but I brought it anyway. The problem with baggage is it's restrictive to your life. The problem with carrying your bags around is it's going to restrict you everywhere you go. If I carry this bag around in the natural with one hand and maybe I have another one, I have no hands to help anyone with. Think about your spiritual life. 
Think about your calling. Think about your gifting. Think about the talent that God has given you to resource and bless other people. Think about your prayer life, your ability to pray for other people, to give a word of encouragement. If you're carrying bags around in your heart, you're not freed up to help anyone. We've got to understand we're free to leave the bags and to go on into what God has for us. Baggage is restrictive, but freedom is overflowing. So I use that word sozo. I showed you that word sozo just before. I want to take that a little bit further and talk about something in our church, which is really exciting. It's a life course that's coming up in our church called sozo. It's a ministry that we've kind of bolted into our church. And I love it. I think it is so important for believers especially to understand the freedom that we can possess, understand the freedom that we can walk in. So we have this new life course starting called Sozo. So I wanted, if I could, to invite up Tom and Cheryl Roan to come up and join me. Come on, can we give it up for Tom and Cheryl as they come? But I love Tom and Cheryl. They're an amazing part of our team. They've been on our prayer team for a little while now and... It's just a cool story of how Tom and Cheryl came to Colonial Church, and I'm excited for them to share a little bit about this new life course that we have. So I actually asked if they would come up and join me this Sunday, and we kind of called this Sozo Sunday, so that we could talk about this new part of our church, which I'm really excited about. Well, it's actually not that new anymore. We've sort of been... Switch mics real quick. But it's not that new now, but we actually met Tom and Cheryl three years ago. They're an amazing couple in our church. Love them so much. How was my message up until this point? Was okay? Awesome. Good? Good. Thumbs up? Okay. <laughs> it's going to get better. Um, but we're so grateful for both of you. Jill and I love you so much. You know that. We love you guys. And, um, but can you tell us quickly, just real quick, the story of how we even came across you guys and how well, we connected? <laughs> well, um, I got an email from Jill because she was thinking about the Sosa ministry and looking to uh, and bring it to Colonial, and so she she asked me um, about it, and so I I, I set up a, a coffee date with her and Tom, and and um, so we got to to talk, and I just saw her heart and for people and and for destiny, and I mean we just clicked so well, and so Tom and I then were so excited that um, Colonial was here. We were living in Palm Coast. And so the next Sunday we came and we have not left. Yeah, we since. found family. I mean, it was really a God thing for us as much as just to get together, just to come and, and meet you guys and, and be a part of this. So awesome. I love that story. Jill came home from that coffee. You guys did coffee for three hours. Yeah. I was at home looking after the kids, you know, <laughs> blessing my family. Um, but you guys connected on such an amazing level. You came to church. We were at the Armory. We were doing right. church at the uh-huh. Armory that time. Mm-hmm. And um, you've been basically church family ever since. Started to do sozos a little bit in our church, and that's increasing now, which we're going to talk about. But can you just talk real quick about how you guys met, how, how, how your paths came together into sozo? And I think that would be pretty cool as well. Yeah. Well, uh, sozo st- started at Bethel Church in Redding, California. And I'm a California girl. And so uh, I had come to, to Bethel and, and got connected with the prayer ministry. Uh, I was being, they had a prayer ministry class, which I went to. Well, they were just getting started with with um, the Sozo ministry. It was brand new. 
Um, they'd just been picked up some tools and started practicing and seeing freedom. And so they um, were working on it until they invited me to come and be a part of that. And that was 23 years ago, and I'm still here. So, <laughs> Yeah, and she came to Georgia, uh, oh, I guess about 11 years ago. So about 2009 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came to with her, her uh, daughter and son-in-law to help plant a church, uh, Bethel Church in South Atlanta. And uh, my wife and I were in North Atlanta. I was an elder of the church, and uh, I had been to Reading, and we'd seen the Sozo ministry. And we brought it back to our church and talked to the pastors and said, yeah, we want it, but we don't have time to do it, and will you run it? And so we, ran, we started the Sozo ministry at our church up there, and we're running it. And we met Cheryl back up at, at, so at uh, Reading at a, a conference up there. And so we got to know each other. About two months later, my wife passed away suddenly. Uh, we were married 38 and a half years. And, uh, and, and just right then, it was like just devastation. You know, the, the storms of life, we were going to attack everybody. We all go through storms of life because we live in a fallen world. We, live, we have an enemy. But you have to stand on the rock that God is good. That God is there, and his, his heart is there. His heart is there for you, just like Pastor Bob said today, and you said too. He, he is always there for you, and he's always good. So that kept me from sliding off into, into the abysses that I could have slid off in. Uh, but anyway, we was still doing so-so, and, and Cheryl and I connected uh, at a conference again, and uh, long story short, we were about to celebrate 10 years of marriage. Come on. <laughs> Praise God. It's such a such an amazing story. Um, okay, so we're launching this life course finally, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm excited about it. Um, Jill and I are behind this 100% just because we've seen the power of it. And um, but tell us a little bit about it. So so who can come? What's what can they expect? Um, Etc. Anybody that can be wheeled in or walk and is breathing can come. Okay. <laughs> so so quite a few people qualify for this. Uh, everybody qualifies. Everybody who wants freedom for themselves, everybody who wants to help others get freedom or, or even be eventually be on a team to minister to others uh, is invited. Counselors are invited. We've seen counseling, professional counselors use the SOZO tools in their, in their counseling really, really well. Uh, the thing is, you know, Colonial Church is not the building, it's the people. Everybody here is part of the church, and we all have a, a metron of people that we deal with that we can bring freedom to. Uh, and it doesn't have to be in a sozo. It can be at Kookaburra. It can be anywhere you're meeting. It can be at home, just ministering to somebody. It can be ministering to yourself. Because we can all, once you deal with wounds and lies, it's like, like sozo is like a well. And the Holy, your spirit is down there at the bottom. And it's clean when you're born. But things get, wounds and lies get thrown into that well. And it's hard to connect to God. You, you don't know who he is. You don't really know his heart. The Holy Spirit in the sozo is like water at the top of the well, just meandering through all the way down to the bottom of the well to, to get to your spirit and get to the wounds and the lies. And if you can heal the wounds and renounce the lies, then there's nothing that you can't be set free from. Come on. Amen. And, um, Shell, do you want to talk about how the mix of teaching and the practical side? Yeah, we do have tools that we're going to be teaching, but the power of the Holy Spirit is what works through these tools. 
And we partner with him. We learn to listen to his voice. We learn to um, use the tools and to teach the tools that way. And then, you know, we, we it, there's a it, we call it a fair fight. You know, there's always going to be a fight yeah. because of what Tom said with this the fallen world. But and the enemy's always ready to tell you some more lies. But we don't have the right to think about ourselves away from what God says about us. And when we start listening to his voice, then we can find out more about who we are, who he is, and we have a, a fair fight. We can use those tools in, in our walk. So we'll be learning the tools and we'll be practicing the tools in the class so that uh, you'll get used to what they, what they look like. How do we do this? Anyway. Super. Do you want to add to that? Yeah, uh, it's just a, a matter of uh, learning them and seeing the tools, but you get to practice because you, you you get more when you're actually doing it than when you're just watching it. You know, it's, it's so those caught more than taught. And so when we, I am so glad we're having a live course and do it four weeks in a row instead of one Saturday because one Saturday you might learn, you might see it all, but you wouldn't get a chance to practice. But this time you can get a chance to practice and it'll be fun. Awesome. It's going to be a great course, and um, I, I know everyone would like to, to know, you know, does it work? Uh, what are some of the stories? And so these guys have actually got a couple of stories that, you know, really testify to, to, to Sozo, but also just the way the Holy Spirit can, can work in a person's life. So, Cheryl, do you want to share a couple of those? Yeah, we, um, when we do ministry, I, I like to, in a, a few weeks, contact people because I want to see is there a difference? Is there a difference in their life? And, you know, for the moment, they might might say, oh, yeah, this is great. But I want to know, is there a change? Because that's what where God's working. And as you walk out of this, uh, this process. But anyway, here's a couple. And they're not from anybody in the church, just to let you know. Okay. So my Sozo session was an amazing experience. I lived with guilt, shame, fear and anger for a long time due to believing lies from my past. This led me to to making some poor choices. My Sozo session was the icing on the cake. During my Sozo, I found out when and where those lies started, and I dispelled them with the truth of what God says about me, his daughter. I immediately believed the truth of what God's thoughts are about me. I accepted the gifts that he gave me in exchange. I now believe that my past mistakes did not define or change who God says I am today. My identity is in Christ alone. I'm now walking with a greater confidence, knowing that I'm loved by God. I feel powerful and I'm free. I'm experiencing abundant victory in my life. I step out boldly to love on others and pray for them during outreaches or even while I'm out and about. My transformation is evident, and I can't help but share it with my family and others. Each day, I'm waking to the joy of the Lord. I now practice using the Sozo tools on myself, and I have success. Since I have shared my experience, my mom and a girlfriend had a Sozo. My sister in New York found a church on the network and had a Sozo also. I recently attended Sozo training and have applied to serve in the Sozo ministry. I want to help as many people to get healed in their souls, so they too can experience true freedom. This is the heart of our Father. 
I will continue to recommend Sozo to others. It's awesome. Next page. <laughs> this is one. It's not quite as long. Dear Sozo team, thank you so much for your time and loving help. In my Sozo, God brought me back to a memory I forgot I had. He transformed this place into something so wonderful and intimate that I now love thinking of this memory. It has helped me so much in understanding how I used to see Father God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I also was able to let go of things I still held on to. It almost feels like I took a heavy, unnecessary backpack that I haven't opened in years but kept carrying it around with me. <laughs> I opened it and took out all the things I didn't need anymore. Since then, I hear the Holy Spirit so much clearer, and I'm now learning to follow his guidance each day a little bit more. He keeps me from filling this backpack with anything other than him. I felt very safe and loved in my sozo, and I recommend it to so many around me. It feels like someone takes you by the hand and leads you into God's presence with questions you have never asked him before. And it is amazing how all these questions got answered and how it changed the way I talk to God now. Thank you again for everything. That's amazing. Just like a couple stories of life change and people walking into freedom. So how, how do we sign up for the course? It's through the app? Sign up for the course through the app or online, I guess. I think that, that way. And it's the first course is June 18th. June 16th, Wednesday Sorry, the 16th. 16th. Um, uh, 6 o'clock. Yep. Awesome. And my last question before you go, who's the greatest preacher you've ever heard? Obviously you, Matt. <laughs> Can we give it up for Tom and Cheryl? Thank you so much, guys. Would you stand with me? We're going to spend a, a moment praying and then we're going to sing again and worship. And I just am so excited about this life course amongst our other life courses and the fact that people can reach out and grab something that might translate and turn into freedom for you. I um, also wanted to say that, you know, point number one tonight or this morning was that we all have baggage. And you know, just to drive home that point that, I think we all walk into life. We all walk into seasons. And we all walk into faith with some kind of background, some kind of journey that we've been on. But you know, God can handle all your problems. God can handle all your struggles. God's got a new life for you. He's got a life ahead for you. This is what I've learned though, is that God loves us so much that He meets us where we're at. He meets us right where we're at. So whatever we're dealing with now, whatever we've dealt with in the past, whatever we've walked into, whatever we're walking through, God meets us where we're at. But listen to me, friend, He loves us so much to not leave us where we are. He, does, he loves you so much. He's not gonna leave you in your current state. He's not gonna leave you in your current position. He's going to save you. He's going to restore you. He's going to deliver you. He's gonna help you through the power of your Holy Spirit walk into the freedom that He has for you. But the question today is simply this, am I gonna deal with the baggage that I've been carrying around, that I've been allowing to be a burden, that I've been allowing to get in the way maybe of what God has for me? It's ill-fitting, it doesn't, doesn't work anymore, it's not right. But we get the opportunity and I believe all the time, this is why church is so important, to do the heart work, to do the work in our hearts and say, God, I, 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 just, need to, I just need to leave this stuff. I need to go on to my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and leave it right here. So I'd love to take a moment and just pray for people. 
heads bowed, eyes closed, maybe just taking a moment of privacy while no one's looking around, but why don't you just take, take a moment right now and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? What baggage do I have? What am I carrying around that I really don't need? What's getting in the way, Holy Spirit, of me walking into what God the Father has for me? Because He meets you right where you're at, but He loves you too much to leave you right there. Friend, He loves you. He's got so much ahead for you, so much potential, so much breakthrough, so much blessing, so much healing, so much of His goodness, His mercy, His favour flowing over you. What is it that's baggage? All kinds of baggage, small, large, oversized. So here's what I'd like to do. I just wanna pray. We believe in the power of prayer. We believe that as we pray, as we cry out to a God who delivers us, that as we pray right now, as we ask the Holy Spirit to come in, what He's gonna do is He's gonna come in and I believe He's gonna break chains. I believe He's gonna release you. I believe in your spirit, you're gonna feel a releasing of that baggage, an acceptance, an understanding that it's okay to leave it, okay to walk away from it. And I believe on top of that, He's gonna give you the courage and the ability through Holy Spirit empowerment to walk in this new life that He's got for you, to leave the old behind, to have the, the, the power that only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit to leave the bag at the cross. So when you know what that is, when you know the area, when you know the, the issue, when you know the baggage, you just lift up your hand. You're lifting your hand up to God in a sign of surrender saying, God, I'm leaving that baggage. I, I'm, I'm not walking around with it anymore. I'm done. It doesn't work for me. I'm leaving it with you. I trust you today, God, to take care of it. When you know what it is, you just lift up your hand. There's hand, plenty of hands up already, but I know there's more that, more that are gonna go up. This is time for us to do the heart work. God's got so much for you, so much ahead. Awesome. Holy Spirit, you see the hands that are raised. God, we believe in faith today. Father, we choose to take you at your word, to understand that we have a new life in Christ. So God, I pray right now that you would help us deal with the baggage of our lives, God. Father, help us to have the courage and the power that only comes through you, Holy Spirit, to leave those bags here in this moment. God, I pray right now that the baggage of sin would be released. Father, I pray right now for the baggage of fear to be released. God, I pray right now that the baggage of old behaviours and addiction would be released in Jesus' Name. Holy Spirit, come right now. Break chains in our lives. Help us to leave the things of the old life. Help us to leave the things that aren't meant to be there. God, we believe Your Word today that You come and You heal and You restore and You deliver in Jesus' Name. Come on, church, let's lift our hands. Let's worship God right now. Come on. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.